Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The Prime Minister doesn't want to debate with the, with the Premier's. Because you and I, yesterday and today, we've been listening to what happened the first time you tried to sell the carbon tax to the premiers. He was babbling on about, uh, well, we'll collect the tax, but, uh, but, but, but it's going to go back to you. We'll collect the tax from your province, and it's going to go back to you, and you can decide if you're going to give your farmers a bonus. We'll take the tax from the farmers, and we'll give it back to you and give it back to them. And the incredible Brad Wall who was then the uh, premier of uh, Saskatchewan, as you know, came up with that wonderful line. So, so, you want, <laughs> so, so, so you're, you're going to collect, this is like a comedy routine. So you're going to collect the, um, the tax from the farmers of Saskatchewan, right? And, 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 and you're going to give it back to me so I can give it back to the farmers. So what's the point? That's a that's a keeper. Tom Korsky's a keeper. Executive editor of Black Locks Reporter at Minding Ottawa on uh, Twitter slash X slash Elon Musk's um, property. Thomas so classic, wasn't it? With with Trudeau and Brad Wall. It was just I'm so glad I kept that. I mean it's fifty seven seconds we play it. We played it yesterday. We played it today. It's a classic, isn't it? How are you? I'm well. Thank you, Roy. It, well, it was on on the surface. It was the world's most complicated gasoline tax, essentially. You know, the worst part is now with the uh, Atlantic waiver, where they have twenty four liberal seats. This is now being played. They've had they've three or four times they've had to come up with other different slogans to sell this. When it was obviously about the twenty four liberal seats. And now it's being portrayed as a uh, as an anti-poverty program. This is the sin of one of the many sins of the carbon tax. My two cents, Roy. It's not income tested. So uh, there's a lot of poor people who who heat their homes with natural gas. Tough luck, Charlie. This is all about the, the politics. But even on the rebates, on the first day of the carbon tax, when they passed the Greenhouse Gas Pollution Pricing Act in 2018, when went through Parliament. The famous rebates that you just described, the world's most complicated fuel tax, the rebate, is not income tested. You get the exact same rebate, whether you're a single mom driving to your job 70 kilometers a week at Walmart, or whether you winter in Florida. And someone was asked in committee from the Department of Finance, the big machine, what's progressive about that? And you know what their answer was? Well, rich people tend to burn more fuel. So they won't get the full benefit. Don't you see? They won't get the full benefit of the rebates. Are you kidding me? That's how berserk this scheme became. And you have this wonderful quote from uh, I vacation with the prime minister on the Aga Khan's private island in the Bahamas, Seamus O'Regan. Um, 
A cabinet faces a Commons vote Monday, as it's on at Minding Ottawa, Black Lux Reporter. Cabinet faces a Commons vote Monday on a motion to repeal the 12 cents per cubic meter tax for the majority of Canadian homeowners who heat with natural gas. So Regan says, everyday folks are just having trouble making things meet and looking for someone to blame. They're just, they're just looking for someone to blame. How was that? How was that vacation on the Agra Khan's private island? <laughs> they're just looking. By the way, that vote is going to be about three thirty p.m. Eastern time in the House of Commons. Only the Bloc Quebecois can save Cabinet. The the vote is non-binding. Yeah, it's just really embarrassing. It is when you're when your co-pilot, uh, Jagmeet Singh, co-pilot to uh, Justin Trudeau. Says, uh, no, 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 I can't afford to go along with you on this. And the duopoly starts to disintegrate. And I think that's what's, that's what's happening. Mr. Singh is looking for the exit. And I would suggest to him, just walk down the aisle or walk down the hall. And when you see a door with a box around the top, uh, uh, above the door, look for the letters E-X-I-T and head out. It's funny, though, Roy, you know that there's, we often say that in Parliament, there's no sudden death over time. It's an accumulation of pluses or minuses. There are so many minuses that are now accumulating, and it's, it, it, it becomes like a snowfall. It's just like mm-hmm. an avalanche, really. Yeah. And one day, the Cabinet is doing exactly what they did four years ago or six years ago, and it was magic. Everyone in Ottawa loved it. And they're trying to do the same routine now. And it's black death, and it's not working for them. I agree with you. I think there will be an election in 2024, not in 2025, according to the master plan. And it's going to come up very, very fast. There are so many minuses now, it's, it's spectacular. So let's talk about, or have you explained to us the story behind uh, the headline, Contractor Secretly Recorded, a Black Locks reporter. This is bad, Roy. The company is called GC Strategies. It's a two-man shop. They run out of a home office in a little town outside of Ottawa called Woodlawn, Ontario. So far, so good. I just described a million small businesses in Canada. No, wait, there's more. They got a $9 million payment for the famous ArriveCan app. And in fact, they've had tens of millions of dollars in contracts, this little two-man shop, for work with the Canada Border Services Agency. Well, you would say, this is incredible. This is a company I've never heard of. They don't have any employees except the two partners. And they're in the money. We're talking millionaires working out of their basement. That's incredible. Forget Bill Gates. What's the magic? A subcontractor tape-recorded one of the principles of GC Strategies on the phone, in which he boasted that he had the ear of the president of the Canada Border Services Agency that he had pulling this town. What's the takeaway, Roy? You know they borrowed and spent half a trillion dollars. How many stories have we looked into on government contracting? We've always said, if you have the secret handshake, you get the deal. And if you don't, you can line up in the snow and you can fill out all the forms and triplicates you want. This is a compelling case because it's the first time that someone got it in a recording and gave it to a parliamentary committee, government operations committee. Keep an eye on this one. It's a bad one. Well, do for sure. And let's go back to the uh, duopoly of the Liberals and the Democrats. 
Mr. Singh and Mr. Trudeau. Well, uh, one of Mr. Trudeau's ministers, the health minister, Mark Holland, probably disappointed Mr. Singh <laughs> a little bit on the pharmacare file. Off over to you, Tom. Well, they made a deal, a famous deal. You recall it well in oh, 2022. And they actually put it on paper and they signed it. It was like a contract. And the supply and confidence contract said that in exchange for keeping cabinet in power till 2025, June 2025, this was the deal. Cabinet had to pass certain bills. One of the bills they had to pass was Pharmacare by the end of 2023. Well, I'm looking at a calendar now. House calendar, they have 24 days left. They haven't even introduced a Pharmacare bill. Here was the Minister of Health, God bless him, Mark Holland, <laughs> pretending to have amnesia and the Commons Health Committee, <laughs> Pharmacare. Who said anything about Pharmacare? I never committed to passing a Pharmacare bill. What are you guys talking about? It was was like the first time we heard it. So now it's pressure cut bait for New Democrats. They're not getting their bill by the end of the year. That's now a mathematical impossibility. It's just, uh, it's staggering. It's it's staggering. It's It's like a terrible sitcom. It's a kind of sitcom that gets signed and disappears after six episodes. So you're saying this is like cynical horse trading that denigrates the reputation of federal politicians? Are you implying that? <laughs> well, I might have used some sort it's looking of looking like that. I might have used some sort of equine anatomy analogy, but <laughs> may not have been may not have been horse trading that I would have. I, 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 first. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. okay. Now uh, let's let's talk about something that's very serious. Not that this isn't serious. It's just being managed by clowns. Um, the very serious aspect is the security of this country. And uh, you show, again, on Black Fox Reporter, Brian Mulroney, Prime Minister, in the 80s and until 1992. Three, that's right. He, yeah, he, did he hand over to Kim Campbell in 92 or 93? 93, yeah, 93. for uh, three months, yeah. Yeah, I had a, uh, just before he did that, I had a one-on-one exclusive interview with Brian Mulrooney. I had asked uh, for for uh, an interview, and we had done exactly what he was doing. He's running around the country and trying to find out how Canadians felt about, uh, I can't even remember, the Charlottetown Accord, I think, maybe? maybe. Anyway, so we talked to Canadians as well. I hooked up a network of radio stations from Vancouver to St. John's, New, Newfoundland, and we asked listeners, and, and we had um, the chairman of the... Uh, of the, commi- of the commission, Mr. Spicer, in the studio with us. So I, I, I sent a letter, or I, I don't know if we had emails then, might have been a fax, saying this is what we're doing. We're essentially doing what, um, what the prime minister wants to be done. We're doing it. Could we have an interview with Mr. Mulroney? Oh, no, no. Uh, when we're next in town, we'll talk to you. You know that line. So, so I, 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 read, I read the reply on the air, and our listeners had been so engaged, and they became furious. It just so happened the very next day, I had Jerry Weiner coming into the studio, who was a pharmacist and a federal minister and a really nice guy. And I held on to this missive from the prime minister's office, and Mr. Weiner sat down with me in this very studio that I'm sitting in now. And I said, uh, Jerry, how do you think the prime minister would react if he knew that a radio station program had done 
what we did. And I explained it. He said, oh, Mr. Mulrooney would be thrilled. He would be so happy. And I handed him the letter on the air and I said, read this. And he said, oh, I'm shocked. And I said, so can I count on you taking this back to the prime minister personally? Next day, Tom, I get a call from the prime minister's press secretary. You win. And so I had a one-hour exclusive interview with him at Lotel in Toronto, where they had the Progressive Conservative Party convention. And after he had preached to the to the choir and had them all pumped up i had to go to the 18th floor and meet with him there was zero security when i walked into the hotel before all of this there were cops everywhere dogs people talking into their sleeves after that nothing so i I walked down the hall some guy popped his head out of door said are you roy green yep okay prime minister down in room whatever it was 1806 let's say so i went in there and we're talking and i threw him some softballs and then i said you know what mr prime minister Canadians are really fed up with the fact, and I hear this from uh, my callers, that at the constituency level, um, it doesn't matter what we want. Our constituency member of parliament takes our desires, wishes, expectations to Ottawa, turns them over to you, and you make the decision. It doesn't matter what they think, what the constituents think. And Mr. Mulrooney said, I'm tired of the bitchers and complainers. (laughs) (laughs) And I looked at him... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he looked at me, <laughs> and I said to myself, you don't need to go on with this interview, Roy. You've got the gold. The, the charm did run out in the end. <laughs> oh, God. And that remark went across the country, and yeah. Donato, who did co- political cartoons for the Toronto Sun, did a cartoon of a taxpayer with his head in the toilet. <laughs> and patched clothing and Mulrooney with his boot on his backside shoving him into the toilet saying, stop bitching. Well, that's where we are now. I I forget now what we were talking. Oh, yeah, Mulrooney. (laughs) Mulrooney and your story, the serious story about Mulrooney secretly warning cabinet members to treat their chauffeurs as spies and gossips. Tell us, please. It's funny. Yeah, no, we've been trying to get, uh, believe it or not, Mulrooney cabinet minutes through access to information for years. Why this would be a secret Half the cabinet members have left this mortal coil. Why this would still be in that? Anyway, there's finally starting to declassify them. We see this was a, a pretty hot 1987 cabinet session where Mulroney gave the riot act to Jerry Weiner and his other ministers about who were the rats and the spies in Ottawa. And uh, number one on his list was chauffeurs. They were the worst, second only to political aides. He said, you can't trust these guys. Political aides, chiefs of staff, they're a bunch of blabbermouths. They'll just get you indicted, he said. I- I'm quoting accurately. This is from Cabinet Minutes. And chauffeurs, they'll, they'll steal records, and they're sitting in the car while you're in the back seat uh, shooting your mouth off, and they're taking down everything mentally. It's all metal notes. You remember Pat Carney, former trade minister. Oh, yes. They had fired. This was not known at the time. They fired her chauffeur for being a spy and found documents, cabinet records, in his possession. Big scandal. Only now do we find out. But we always say in the newsroom, Roy, everything comes out eventually. Yes, it does. Like... The $8 million plus dollars, eight million thirty-nine thousand eight hundred fifty-three dollars to be precise, buried in the budget, Tom. What's that about? Why is this a big deal? This is the famous, people might have heard about the barn. This is, they call it the barn. I'm using air quotes. It's, a, it's basically a warehouse. 
little shed uh, for storage at Rideau Hall. Cost $8 million, solar-powered, and apparently it has an elevator, but no one knows where it goes because it's only a one-story building. What's up with that? That's not the scandal, believe it or not. The Commons Public Accounts Committee discovers this $8 million was never scrutinized by the Treasury Board or anybody. It was buried in the accounts of a crown corporation called the National Capital Commission, which has a $190 million budget. And MPs, you could see the lights come on and their hair turn on fire as they discovered that that's how budgeting now works in Ottawa, where you can have federal managers bury $8 million solar-powered warehouses in the accounts, and no one even looks at it. Roy, this is why we don't balance a budget. This is why debt servicing charges went up 42% last year, according to public accounts. They don't even know what they're voting on anymore. It's mindless. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.